0: and thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hope that you are well, healthy. Um, we've gotten to know each other over the past few months or so now and, you know, going into year and, um, you know, just wanted to get you on and kind of, you know, learn more about your story, share it with the uh, listeners. So why don't you maybe tell the listeners, uh, what do you do and who you are?
1: Yeah. Um, so, my name is Sharon Quinn. Um, I do quite a bit of freelance um, consulting work really around brand marketing. Um, over the years I've held various full time positions as well, but my consulting business is close to three years old. Um, and I think kind of the the spark um, of us getting together, which has been exciting, is um about a a week ago, or I guess it was less than a week ago, maybe five days ago, I really just launched a small passion project that's kind of close to my heart. Um, and it's a single item and um, a percentage of proceeds from every sale will be benefiting a nonprofit called Anonymous Hands for Recovery. Um, it is a nonprofit which essentially supports uh, addicts by giving them scholarships. So you have to apply um, in order to receive these scholarships and then um, are kind of funneled to the, the best facility for you. But um, the the product was kind of created in a time where I know that so many right now feel um, a little bit um, nervous, scared, uncertain of the future, um, perhaps uninspired, maybe demoralized. and. It's really just supposed to represent a piece um, of clothing that you can feel on, you can put on, and you feel good wearing. And it's just a reminder that you always get to the other side of your hardest days. Um, and also, just gets back to, again, um, a great cause.
0: Awesome. And so, what was like? What were you like? Kind of growing up? Maybe you know, what kind of interest did you have? Were you were you always into fashion, or were you always into uh, the internet? What type of things did you do like coming up?
1: Yeah, um, my whole life I was pulling out tears from Harper's Bazaar and Vogue and every fashion magazine and kind of pasting them on my walls because I, I had this strong desire to be in the fashion industry, which um, did come true for me, and that was very exciting. And um, I kind of began my career in buying for a major fashion retailer, um, so I learned quite a bit there and ended up transitioning into brand marketing. Um, but so fashion and style was always, um, I guess a part of me in some way, um, always very creative, whether it was painting or doing photography, I'll, I'll call them both amateur because that's what they were, but I enjoyed them and I enjoyed creative expression. And, um, you know, I, I believe that that's, that's good for anyone to pursue, whether you're perfect at it and selling pieces for thousands of dollars or not um Mm. and so i think that i saw clothing as a way to express yourself and be creative just in your daily life without having to go you know alone into a studio or to pull your camera out or to bring out a sketch pad or whatever it was
0: and what type of like studying did you do like did you study fashion or did you study uh business or what was your background
1: I actually did not study fashion as a major. Um, I went to the University of Virginia and double majored in media studies and sociology because people have always fascinated me. Um, I've always had a deep care for people, kind of whether I know them well or not. (laughs) Um, And I I don't know exactly what that's about, but um, studying the way that people functioned in groups is really interesting to me and the way that, you know, people felt persuaded by, you know, the pull of one person in a large crowd and all of those types of things. And then media studies um, was interesting to me for, you know, a variety of reasons. Um, together, they they served me well when I began more on the business side in a fashion company, because you understand, you know, communications tactics and the way media plays um, a big role in Uh, you know, persuading an audience. And that's kind of what marketing is in a way. Um, I did spend a semester living in England studying at an actual business school. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: So yeah, which was a great experience and also um, beautiful culturally, but um, my actual degree was a a Bachelor of the Arts.
0: What was your takeaway from uh, the overseas or abroad experience? what were like maybe two or three things that you learned there that maybe you would not have learned uh, at the university of Virginia or, or any other, you know, school state side here?
1: Yeah. um, I think one of the key takeaways that I saw was um, the school life balance. It varied so drastically from what I had experienced in the States and I'm a fairly intense person by nature. I really throw myself into things and I'm really passionate about my work or whatever it is that I'm doing. Um, and I was in final year courses and the workload was so light that it was surprising to me just because um, at university, at least in the States, you had a million assignments all the time. You could barely finish your reading. You were involved in you know, 60 clubs and organizations you know, because you wanted to, but that wasn't the culture, at least at the university that I was at. Um, and there was a lot of value on doing, you know, one project and doing it really well. One assignment, and that was it. Um, and it wasn't that the quality was not what we would expect, you know, uh, it, it the quality did not, Um, suffer by any means. The expectation was it would still be an A paper or an A project, Um, you would do the research, but it was the quantity difference. So that was just very interesting to me. Um, And I think the other big takeaway um, was that the students often treated their professors as peers and vice versa. Again, not that this isn't practiced in the States, but it came off differently to me. Um, It was as if they were kind of conversing as friends, as opposed to kind of a professor peer, um, a professor-student relationship. Um, So that was just, you know, slightly different than what I was used to.
0: For sure. And what about your kind of first uh, career, your first job, like, uh, out of college? Like, what were you doing and where did you do it at?
1: Yeah, um... I was in the brand marketing department at Free People, which is an urban incorporated brand. So, you know, alongside its um, brother and sister companies, Anthropology, Urban Outfitters, Terrain, and Beholden. Um, I believe Terrain and Beholden are now um, kind of nestled underneath Anthropology on, under the big umbrella. But um, I was on the brand marketing team, and we were very small and um, I was doing a lot of everything Um, right around the time that I joined the team, actually the, I believe she was the social media strategist at the time or something along those lines, Um, whatever her title was, her function was, one of them was managing the app. Um, And I didn't actually have the app on my phone, but so I downloaded it and that was one of the tasks that I kind of took on on a daily basis was managing three people's app. Hmm. So these messages were going out to, you know, millions of subscribers, Um, and it was fascinating, and I got to work with incredibly smart people, um, and I just learned. Every conversation, every meeting I sat in, um, I just felt like I was guzzling up knowledge from all these people who had been with the company for 30 years. You know, they had been there when there was one store, and it was the size of a few of the bathroom stalls, Um, and so being able to work alongside those you know, original members of the company, um, they have this, and this goes for, you know, wherever you work, if you work with those members, they have this knowledge of how things evolve and how um, if you think something's gonna happen really quickly, they can explain to you the process that needs to happen and not just in terms of it needs a sign off, but all the things that might and probably will happen before it gets to that point um, until that evolution occurs. And so you learn so much about, the culture of the brand when you might be entering, you know, kind of fresh out of school, or even if you have a working knowledge of it and you've had a few jobs, um, you learn a lot about just the way that a certain company functions.
0: And what was that culture that you learned? What was the Free people brand about and how much of that brand work was kind of accomplished in your in-house team versus maybe outside partners, agencies, freelance network? How did that kind of shake out?
1: Yeah, um, over, I was there for close to three years and over the time that I was on that team, I saw immense growth. Um, We, the company, and I I believe this still rings true, it might not, but we really don't outsource very much um, at all which is unbelievable and incredible in terms of content and influencers that really took off while I was on the team in terms of, you know, um, having people focusing on influencer marketing and, um, you know, sourcing those partnerships and making sure that they're organic and that they feel authentic and all of those things. Um, That was only, you know, a few years ago, I'd say, but um, it really was this tight internal team of people who were it felt kind of like bootstrapping a lot of days. You know, We were the ones who were behind the computers, organizing all the partnerships, dotting the I's, crossing the T's. And then we were kind of like running around getting flowers and putting them on the table for the event that was 200 people that, you know was this worldwide movement campaign that happened every year. Um, and I think that's one of the things I loved about it. And one of the most valuable parts of being part of the team and the company at that time is you got to do both you really got to be um, behind the scenes, signing the contracts, understanding, um, you know, what the vision forward was. And you also got to be there in the moment when these huge campaigns, events, um, et cetera, would happen. So you'd be there with the customer and you could see what was happening and their response and what they did or didn't value.
0: Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, because I've, uh, I've seen the Free People booth, I want to say, in Las Vegas a couple times. And it, I, I mean, it's like the biggest, you know, if not the biggest, one of the biggest booths there. And it's just really well done. So uh, I can only imagine, you know, a lot of that kind of branding and uh, just kind of outward communication is just, you know, it's coming from in-house. And as like you say, there's people that have been there so long that they have that um you know they kind of know like where how things have evolved and i think it's a good way to, to look at it um so what'd you do after that what was your next step
1: um in 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 the interim i had started my consulting business you know after um after being out of school for maybe a year once i really I'll say again, like I just got such incredible experience in such a short amount of time, which was, um, I just value it so much. And I have such respect for the people at that company. And so I was working with a lot of freelance clients, um, you know, on the weekends or whatever it was, um, my husband, my now husband, um, and I had been together since high school and we finally made the move in with one another. So that relocated us to, um. Virginia, where we are now, um, out of Pennsylvania. And um, I was working with a company full time. Um, the position was not quite right. And um, again, wonderful people. Um, it was at a startup, and things change very quickly. Um, and kind of all the while, I had been doing my consulting work on the side, you know, either in heavier or lighter loads. Um, and that, uh, one of my freelance clients, which is actually how you and I ended up meeting. Um, I had been working with him for about a year and he was the CEO and founder of a company. And so he kind of brought me on and created this position full time, um, which I held for, um, uh, over half a year, maybe seven months or so, um, kind of overseeing all of the marketing departments, um, which you know, afforded me the opportunities to meet incredible business men like yourself that were in the Virginia Beach area. Um, and that's kind of more on the business professional side. And all the meanwhile, I've also been um, a spin instructor, which I love dearly. And I, um, you know, hope to continue doing that for as long as I physically can.
0: Absolutely. So, Let's talk about the freelance consulting a little bit. So like, how did you kind of get your first client? Like, how did you, you know, what what type of work were you doing for the first clients? And then kind of like, how did, has how's that um, evolved over the years?
1: Yeah, um, it was funny. I had this conversation with someone a few months ago. And my friend and I were connecting and she she started her own business and really has just taken off majorly. And we were kind of joking about, how our businesses both started mine, not in the same way as, um, hers, you know, kind of took off because we have very different business goals, but it all started because we reached out to someone. We simply like expressed interest because I, I reached out to, um, specifically this one client who I remember starting with, I just loved what she was doing. Like she effused, um, you know, just passion and excitement and like love in her work. And it was um, within the realm of something that I, you know, I thought that if she ever needed help, I could probably help her based on my experience. Um, and so I had a few interview calls with her and she, you know, explained the type of work that she was needing help with. A lot of it was copywriting, um, a little bit of content strategy, partnerships, which, um, partnerships are a huge, uh, they've taken up so much of my time in so many different jobs and in, def- in different ways. And I really enjoy them because I get to meet so many incredible people. Um, so I felt like I was strong there that I could help her. Um, and I think the beauty about that first client was I ended up working with her for over a year in various ways that I probably couldn't have anticipated. She just kind of knew that I was but to help with certain things. And, um, I was okay with being flexible with her. And obviously as people grow in their careers and their businesses, they kind of hone in on what their strengths are even more. But, um, yeah, so it was copywriting. It was, um, content strategy. It was partnership development. Um, she was in the middle of launching a book that she needed some help with the entire launch around that huge product in terms of marketing and, um, you know, influencer seating and all of that stuff. Um, so she was probably my first, largest client, and then um, since it has evolved, um, I think with most clients now, I um, it it leans more towards business development. So a lot of them will come and they'll have an idea of something um, that they would like to attain, and I think that. One of the reasons that I really enjoy working with the various clients I've worked with, especially recently, is because I can make those dreams a little bit more attainable. Um, and I try to make sure that they feel really good about the product and what's being delivered, and that it really is in their vision. Um, and then there's plenty of stuff that you know I enjoy blog writing, so I do that for some um, of my clients. Um, so it's a little bit, it's a little bit of a conversation about what they need, and then what I know that I can. Uh, song
0: we deliver for them yeah that's great and so you've got this new project or company that you've started um what are you how did you come up with that idea and kind of like what are you looking to do you you've got a you know this is a tough time to start a company it seems how are you thinking about that you know what how are you how are you adapting you know how are, how has it changed any of your you know strategy your content and um you know kind of talk about your, your your latest uh company
1: yeah um so quinn concepts is the name of my consulting business you know um when i talk to people it's essentially one-on-one for the most part because the consulting business is really me um but that's you know the name that i go under um so This project specifically, um, I thought for a long time and have not taken any of the thoughts seriously about starting a product or two or something along those lines. Um, About a week and a half ago, I had this idea um, and it felt kind of like a crazy idea and I'm very much someone who likes to have a plan, an idea of how things will go, a strategy um, and I really can't say firmly what it was that drove me to quite literally sketch, mock, and create this project and throw it up online and make a Shopify, which I had never used in the back end today day in my life. Um, but I think if I, if I think hard about it and I try to reconcile like this product that I'm very excited that is now out in the world, and even though it's only on order, it's a pre-order for two weeks, um, and I really cannot wait to get it into production and write this donation check. I think if I backtrack a little bit, um, about a month and a month and a half leading up to kind of the time we're in right now, I personally was going through things and felt like I was consistently experiencing kind of bad news. terrible as that sounds, that's just kind of how I was feeling. Um, and I always made it to the next day. Um, and even if it felt like things were kind of crumbling around me or I didn't know how I was going to deal with, um, a really significant change that was about to come into my life, um, that I, you know, would love to avoid if I could. And there was no way to do that. Um, I I found that I always made it to the next day um and and I knew that I was not alone in feeling that way sometimes that we all go through times in our life where things just feel extra challenging for whatever reason um and so I had to come to terms actually with a lot of like kind of what people are experiencing now where there was something that I loved doing that I wasn't able to do anymore Um, and I won't be able to do it for quite some time and so I really had to come to terms with that and that I had to slow down but I you know I love being super active and charging ahead and doing a million different things and that I was being forced to slow down um and so when you know about a week ago when I saw that the state that our entire world was in where everyone was being forced to slow down and everyone is experiencing challenges, whether it's with their business or, um, struggling to get out of bed because they don't have the motivation because they don't have the thing that they can go do that they love doing or whatever it is. I think I just wanted to send a message to everyone that they would be okay. Um, that they will make it to the other side, That you're not only going to make it to the other side, but you're going to be stronger because of what you're experiencing right now. That you're going to make it to the other side, and you're going to be able to help someone who feels exactly how you feel right now when you no longer feel this way. Um, and I got someone involved in this project um, to help choose the charity that all this would benefit, um, uh, because of their relation to um, the the cause, um, and so it just holds a very special place in my heart and. Uh, I'm, um, I i do not have a vision forward necessarily, but I, I kind of just knew that I wanted to get it out there and that's, that's good enough for me right now. <laughs>
0: and, and that's very sweet because it's, you know, the world that we're in, you can, you can get a Shopify, you know, you can get supply and then you can go, you know, and I think that's really important that, you know, something that you, you literally had an idea for, you moved ahead, you found charity that you want to partner with you know, all that is possible in, in this, uh, in this, in this day. So that that's, uh, that's good. Um, what do you think that we haven't covered? Any, anything that um, you want to uh, plug or, or shout out?
1: No, um, I guess the only thing that I would say is, and I've had this conversation with so many people that, um, you know, if you want to buy a sweater, that's awesome. I hope you feel like cozy and loved and like there's a big hug around you when you wear it if now's not the time to be shopping i would just encourage you to maybe check out the nonprofit anonymous hands for recovery um and even if you're not able to make a donation right now just to be familiar with the cause and what it does um and hopefully down the line um if you ever do find yourself in a position where you're able to donate to them directly and you prefer to do that then that would be fantastic so um I just want everyone to feel like, you know, the product is there, but the mission is the focus.
0: Love that. Well, where can people follow you? Where can they connect with you?
1: Yeah, um, the actual shop is quin conceptsmyshopifycom because again, this was just a small project, so there's no um, fabulous solo domain. Um, And then on Instagram, I'm char.quinn. Again, I I never, you know, I probably won't be making a separate account for this, but um, project, but that's kind of where um, I've done all my marketing for it so far, which has been really successful. And um, I'm just very appreciative of the support that I've received from everyone.
0: Sweet. Well, thank you again for doing this.
1: Yeah, no, thank you so much for having me on.
0: All right, I'm going to hit the stop button here so it safe.